Hello, this is Michael James King coming to you from beautiful round town, USA, where a Brit, a Frenchman, and a Russian were viewing a painting of Adam and Eve frolicking in the Garden of Eden. Look at their reserve. They're calm, muses the Brit. They must be British. Nonsense. The Frenchman disagrees. They are naked and so beautiful. Clearly, they are French. No, comrade. No clothes, no shelter, the Russian points out. They have only an apple to eat and are being told this is paradise. Clearly, they are Russian. (laughs) (laughs) This is yet another edition of God's Love Club, the podcast that talks about God's divine love and what it means for you today. We, as always, are giving a shout-out to spear-led Christians everywhere and greeting them with a holy kiss. We confess Jesus Christ as our risen Lord and Savior. We thank Him for His sacrifice for us on Calvary, and we look forward to His soon appearing in the clouds. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for this day. We thank You for the many blessings in our life. We thank You that You are God who really sees what's going on with us and cares. You are a great and mighty Father, and we love you with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, my co-host with the spirit-led most is the lovely Christy Smith, the darling of Roundtown, USA. Christy is happy and well-adjusted in beautiful downtown Roundtown, where she believes without limits, prays for her family and friends unceasingly, and treats everyone with loving-kindness. The title of the podcast today is, In All Your Ways, Acknowledge Him. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you doing today? (laughs) I love that joke. That was so funny. They must be Russian. (laughs) An apple and are told this paradise. Okay. (laughs) But Roundtown, USA is truly paradise. Yes. Where the people from Shangri-La come to vacation. That's right. It's beautiful, even in the winter. Mm -hmm. And we're doing really good. Mm -hmm. God is with us. And we're so thankful because we believe that nothing is possible without his grace and mercy in our lives. Today, it's a very trying day for me. And I'm just reminded that without my Lord and Savior, I could do nothing. Yeah. And Jesus is the reason... For my existence, the reason that I do what I do. I mm-hmm. I don't do anything I do because it's possible. I only do it because God asked me. You know, there's a saying I have, and I think it's really apropos. In a world of blind people, sight is heresy. Mm-hmm. And what we're coming to understand in this current climate of shouting and trying to get our attention that the only one that we really need to listen to is the Spirit of God that speaks to us daily as we go about our business. Everybody else that does not speak with my Father's voice is not relevant. Mm -hmm. And when we speak the truth, we don't speak it because we've learned it from somebody else. We speak it simply because this is what God has spoken to us today. And we share it with you Not that you would learn another doctrine, not that you would get deeper into some dogma or some belief system, that you personally become closer to Jesus Christ, and you hear his voice for yourself on a moment-by-moment basis.
basis during your day. And we believe that if all the people of the body of Christ begin to learn to hear his voice and do his will with whomever God says, that we will naturally coalesce into the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. We will come into a unity of the faith, not based on what we're taught, but based on who we know. When you go to Paris, there's a lot of different stories depending on the person who goes there. Everybody agrees there's an Eiffel Tower. You don't have to argue about it because it's big and it's in your face. Everybody believes that in the spring, gay Paris is beautiful. Why? Because it is. It's a commonality of experience that is the basis of our belief. And right now, the devil has led us into a cul-de-sac of doctrine where there's no other place to go except the way that we went in. We have to back away from the belief that more teaching is going to make us righteous. We have to turn around and go the opposite direction of doctrine. I always say that we are living in a post-doctrinal world. With doctrine, we have to realize that that is so last century. It's experiencing God now. Tabernacles is an experience. God forbid that it should become another doctrine. Mm -hmm. When it does, then God will leave it and move on to something else. What we are asking you to believe is not a teaching. We are asking you to believe in a person who speaks to you individually and who communicates with you where you're at with things that are relevant to your life. I don't want you to study tabernacles. I want you to know it personally. Mm -hmm. Because tabernacles at its core is a person of Jesus Christ. And when you have a relationship with him, then you know who God is. That's right. And I like that we're discussing in all your ways, acknowledge him. Because if the basis of tabernacles and what God is doing in this era is based on an experience with him, that's the key to make sure we're where we need to be and we're headed to where we need to be headed is by acknowledging him. And that phrase is part of a wonderful scripture in Proverbs that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Amen. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And that is basically the core of tabernacles. Yes. You're trusting in the Lord with everything that you have, not just your natural-minded thinking, not just part of your life, but with everything, all your heart. And you're not leaning to your own understanding because our own understanding very often just goes against what God is doing because the fall of man caused us to veer so far away from God and his truth. So we don't lean on our own understanding. We trust in him. And when we acknowledge him in all of our ways... Then he directs our paths. So how do we acknowledge him in all of our ways? Well, I think of it as just checking in with him, connecting with him, yes. being in his flow, sensing by his spirit what is him and what isn't, where he wants you to go, what he wants you to say, what he wants you to not say, which is sometimes much more important. We acknowledge that he is directing our paths, that he is the Lord of our life, that everything that we have and are is given to him and it belongs to him. And we acknowledge that, we acknowledge him, and we are led where we need to be led. 
It's very important in this day and age because there's a real move of spirituality throughout the world. A lot of people are really feeling the need to find something beyond this natural material world because so many of us are experiencing fear and threat of what is going to happen to this world. So there's a lot of people that are moving toward things that are spiritual. And I believe that there's a powerful move of God's spirit on the earth at this time because of the time that we're in. And just like Jesus said that the rain falls on the just and the unjust, if you have an atheist with a farm and you have a Christian with a farm that are living right next door to each other, when it rains in that area, both of their fields are watered. The atheist thinks it's just because that's the way that nature moves. The Christian knows that it's God providing, but both of the people get rained on. I believe that's what's happening in this world right now with the Spirit of God. People that are seeking spiritual things can sometimes sense the presence of the goodness and the Spirit of God that is in this world today. But unless you come to God in the way that he has said, you come to him, which is through Jesus, because Jesus himself said, I'm the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you don't come to him through Jesus, you're not really with him. You might have a sense of him. You might recognize that he's there. You might sense the love that he's pouring out all over the earth, and you might enjoy some of that now. But to really connect with God and to really have an eternity with him, you've got to come through Jesus. And that is what acknowledging God is all about. So in this day and age when so many people are seeking so much spiritual truth, it's easy for people to get caught up in things except Jesus and think, I have this good feeling, I have positive thoughts, I'm manifesting things for myself by believing this. Maybe there are some things that are happening in your life that are good because you're following the way of love, but it's not going to really connect you to God and it's not going to ultimately satisfy you or give you eternal life. We have to acknowledge him in all that we do in order to really get the fullness of what he wants to offer us. What you said, Christy, is so important for us to understand. Because Jesus Christ is the only way to God. God has not provided an alternate route. And if your sins are not blotted out by his blood and his sacrifice on Calvary, you will spend eternity in the lake of fire. People don't like to hear that because they feel judged. Well, it's better for you to understand what's going on now than to stand before the judge and it be too late. I was listening to a YouTube podcast by the British person, and I listened to his outlook on what has happened, what is going on in the state of the world. And I was really struck by how close he came to the truth. He came within a hairbreadth of getting it right. And I could understand that he was really seeing clearly in a lot of things. But what he did, or what he didn't do, is that he failed to acknowledge that Jesus Christ was the Son of the living God. And so at the very end, he got off track. Though he knows about what the world government is, though he knows about the cult of Satan at the center of all this, and he really laid it out very well, he didn't get to the point where he acknowledged the Son of God. And so all his wisdom, all his preaching about love, is an empty thing. It's a man-made, reasonable thing that he's thought out. 
and he got so close, but then he missed salvation. This is what people do. They delve into the spirit. They delve Mm -hmm. into all these things that make sense to the natural man. And some people come very close to what's actually happening on the world stage. But they miss the Son of God. And if you've missed the Son of God, you've missed everything. God made the eons through his Son. He's the Logos, the very expression of the image of God on earth. And if you don't acknowledge him, the Son whom God allowed to give his life for your sins, you have nothing. There is a truth to this universe, Mm -hmm. and it is immutable, it is singular, and it is presented through Jesus Christ. And without him, without acknowledging him as your personal Lord and Savior, nothing you do on earth will matter. You know, God never created the lake of fire for mankind. He created it for eternal spirits that rebelled against him and led a terrible crusade against their maker, laid waste to a lot of what God did. And the only reason that humans are going to end up with them in such a terrible place is that they follow them. They become like them. They become made into the image of Lucifer and the falling angels. If you don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you don't acknowledge that he gave himself as a sacrifice for our sin and took upon the sin of the world on that cross of Calvary and then rose the third day by the power of the living God for our justification, you're lost. Everything you do from day to day means nothing. You will live this life, you will die, then you will face the judgment. And then every knee shall bow and everyone will acknowledge that he is the Lord of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. So this is why you must acknowledge God in all your ways. Mm -hmm. We can't live life without our Father. We can't become like Jesus without acknowledging that God is the Almighty. And all these people that are trying to get followers and trying to get so wise, if they don't say that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then they are Antichrist by definition. I want you to hear me on this, because there will be many false Christs that arise in these latter days. And if you do not know the true Christ, you are vulnerable for the false Christ. We don't want you to follow a man. We want you to follow God, who is expressed through his Son. We want you to hear his voice for yourself personally. You don't need anyone else but God. And if you find somebody whom God speaks through, you can listen to them. God spoke through a donkey. Mm-hmm. And Balaam finally listens, and it saved his life. When you consider Jacob, who became Israel, imagine his family when his kids were teenagers and younger. You know, it was a struggle to get that much food to feed that many people. He had to pay attention to business. He had four wives who didn't always probably get along, and He was just going by what God spoke to him, by how he's being led. 
He didn't know that those 12 children would become literally millions of people in the future. Mm. A whole entire nation of Israel that would grow and become the nation under David and Solomon. That would go into captivity in Assyria and Babylon. That would come back in 1948 and become another nation. That would become literally the center of conflicts of the future. None of that he could know then. All he knew is in his heart is that he was taking care of his family, that he was doing what God led him to do. And that had to be enough because if God would have shared with him what was going to happen, he probably would have tried to make it happen. And then it would do something that God didn't want to do. It's exactly the same with your life. You have no idea how important you are to the plan of God. All you know is that you're hearing his voice and you want to do his will. That's going to have to be enough. You're going to have to trust him. And that is what's going to lead you to be part of the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. No reason, no logic, no doctrine will get you there. It's only that you say, who else do I have to go to? You are the Christ. And Jesus is telling you right now, flesh and blood has not revealed that unto you. Hmm, yeah. We do have that danger, don't we, of taking things into our own hands when we think God is going a certain direction. I mean, we even see that with Jacob's mother, who understood by the Spirit, I believe, that Jacob was supposed to be the anointed one. Yeah. And she felt like she had to make it happen. God would have done it. He would have worked out a way to do it. The other point in what you said is that we are part of a big picture, a grand scheme that we can't see. We're threads in a huge tapestry, a beautiful thing that God is making. Amen. And we can't see the big picture. We see our little part. And sometimes God will share with us stuff beyond our own understanding and, and our own knowledge so that we can kind of share in what he's doing. But we don't really understand the depth of what we're doing. So many people in the Bible did really significant things, but we don't know that it was significant until years, sometimes centuries later. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't know it was significant. We might be in that same situation. We may be laying the groundwork for something that God's going to do in 2358. We have no idea. Our job is not to see the whole picture, and our job is also not to think that everything centers around us. We're servants of God, and if God says, I want you to go put a rock over there, we don't have to sit down and have a dissertation with him about why. He doesn't have to explain that three years from now, a donkey's going to come by and trip over it, and it's going to set a whole series of events happening that he wants to happen. We don't have to know those things. If he says, go set a rock there, we go set a rock there. That's why it's so important to have the experience with him and to know him personally, because you have to hear his voice. You have to know for yourself what he is speaking to you. That's the only way that you can acknowledge him. If you have to call your pastor or your mother or a friend who you think is more spiritual than you, every time you think God is telling you to do something, it's very difficult to acknowledge him. When you get a prompting at three in the morning to go to someone's house or to pray for someone, if you have to check that with people because you're not really sure if it's God's voice, that's a problem. It's great to get counsel from people that you trust, that you know hear God's voice. But like Michael said, if people are speaking to you and you don't hear your father's voice through them, you can kindly say, well, thank you very much. I will take that into consideration. But how will we know if God is speaking through them unless we know God's voice? And we have to have that 
personal connection with him, to know what his voice sounds like, to know when he speaks to us. And it's not even a sound that we hear so often as much as the prompting in our spirit that we just recognize it's God. And when we move in accordance with those promptings and we stay in that flow and we see things fall into place that are miraculous, we know, okay, that's God. I recognize his voice now and I will continue to try to follow that voice. We have to acknowledge him. There's a lot of people that I believe in the future are going to become very attracted to the tabernacle movement because it talks about love. It, yeah. it talks about spiritual connections with people. It talks about a oneness with each other and a oneness with God. And there's so many people that are searching that want those things. They want a deep connection. Everybody that I know of wants a deep connection with another person. They right. want to be known and they want to know in that really intimate way. Everybody wants to experience love and know a God who is love and loves them and experience that love. And people know innately that we're supposed to be one together, that God created us as a as a corporate group, that we're supposed to be connected to each other and connected to God. And a lot of people are attracted to that, but you can't accept all of those wonderful blessings without the core that it revolves around, which is Jesus Christ. Exactly. In this day and age, especially in the Western world, there's so much push to say that everyone can define their own truth. What is true for you may not be true for me, that I can speak my truth, and this is my truth, and so it's true for me. There are absolute truths. It's the absolute truths that God has created. And Jesus, being the Son of God and the one who laid down his life for our sins, and the only way to God is the absolute truth. Amen. About nine months ago, we had a friend come to see us because she was interested in this tabernacle movement, and she was experiencing a love through the people that she met here that she had never experienced in her life, and she wanted to come and see what it was all about. And she came and, and was really drawn to God and drawn to the people here, was very connected to me. And as we talked and I explained to her what Tabernacles was all about, she said, yes, I believe in God's love. I believe in divine love. Yes, I believe in spiritual connections. She was very spiritually sensitive. Yes, I believe that we're all one. I believe in oneness with each other. I believe in oneness with God. But then when it got to the point where Jesus is the only way, that's where she had to stop because she didn't believe that. She believed he was a great teacher. He said some really good things and she couldn't go any further. And unfortunately, she turned and went away. And that's what we need to be cautious of, that there is a core and a truth, and there is a way that we need to acknowledge God, because it's not enough to come part way and not accept the fullness. So many people think Jesus was an amazing teacher and had so many wonderful things to say, but they skip right over when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. If he's such a great teacher, listen to all that he says and accept him for what he says and for who he is. Yeah, he didn't claim to be one among many. He no. claimed to be God incarnate. That's right. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of what Revelation is like. And you need to know this because Revelation is like turning on the light and suddenly you see what's really going on. You know, we talk about hearing the Holy Spirit. We talk about listening to the voice of God, who, if any men lack wisdom, let him ask of their Father above, which give to all men liberally. So if you have a question, you can go to the source who made everything and ask for an answer, and he'll talk to you. This is what we're talking about. Now, there is a anti-that hmm. in the world, and everybody is currently very hooked into it. It's called the Internet. 
When you don't know anything, you Google it. Mm. When you want to know about something, you go to YouTube. When you want to see what people really are thinking, you go to the news or to your TikTok channel or whatever. And this is mankind becoming its own God. And when you ask that God, what is the meaning of life? You'll get some answer, but it won't include Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The internet is a false Holy Spirit. And what you should be asking the Holy Spirit, you ask Google. You see, we are in the grips of strong delusion. And the strong delusion is a world system, a world viewpoint that is anti-Christ. It is a false Christ. It is a substitute for what is really God. And people, because they're so natural-minded, they believe in their own ability to reason out and know the world through their five senses, are going towards that false God, that false Holy Spirit, instead of actually listening to the true Holy Spirit that God created us to house and to manifest. The internet is a false God, and you can use it, you can browse on it, but for many it's becoming the sole source of reason, the sole source of their knowledge, and it's killing them. The knowledge of good and evil, it's good and evil. What is the internet? It is a vast ocean of knowledge of good and evil. And most people are getting further and further hardwired into it until that is their reality. When true spirit-filled Christians, the one that actually want to go and live with Jesus Christ forever, they need to get hardwired into the only mm -hmm. spirit that matters, which is God's spirit. That's right. And the draw of the knowledge of good and evil is very powerful, especially when we have it seemingly at our fingertips. I really want to know something. It used to be, you know, decades ago, well, I have got to go call somebody or I need to go to the library. You know, you couldn't just know something at the touch of your phone. Nowadays, we are so used to knowing something right away. And we think that's a good thing. And in some cases, it is a good thing. But it's not meant to replace the connection that we have with God, to be led by him, because we have to acknowledge him in all our ways in order for him to direct our steps. We have to trust in him and not lean on our own understanding or the understanding of any human being around us. We lean on our connection with him and our trust in him and acknowledge him. Exactly. And acknowledging him is recognizing he's God and we're not. Acknowledging him is saying, okay, not my will, but yours. What do you want? You decide this for me. That's kind of become a, a mantra that I've set up in my life lately. In fact, I have a reminder that pops up on my phone every day saying, God, please decide this for me. Oh, and that's just a that's reminder good. every day that I'm not making decisions for myself. And it's been really, really helpful because when difficult issues come up in my life, instead of me pondering and figuring it out and trying to know what I need to do, I just say, God, please decide this for me. And then I rest in the peace and the joy that comes from trusting in him. Right. And he does decide for me and he leads me and it takes all the burden off of me. So 
Yes, we want to know. We want to be guided. We want to have our steps secure, but it doesn't come from our natural-minded thinking or grasping for the knowledge of good and evil in whatever means are available to us. It comes from connecting to God and acknowledging Him. That's where the promise of that He will direct our steps is when we acknowledge Him. Yeah, people will do what they believe is true. And I want you to hear the words that we speak today, and I want you to do what you feel is true as led by the Holy Spirit. We do not claim to have all truth. We just claim to know the truth. And the truth happens to be a person whose name is Jesus Christ. And when we need information, when we lack wisdom, we go to the source of all things, which is Jesus Christ. We are going to know Jesus in a supernatural way. And we need to know him that way because our natural reasoning will not get us there. The ten virgins needed oil, didn't need the Torah, didn't have a King James. They needed oil. And the ones that had oil in the middle of the night could find their way to the door of heaven, the door of their bridegroom. Those who were foolish and didn't prepare, didn't take oil, they couldn't see the way and they were left in the outer darkness. It's not your knowledge that's going to get you to heaven. It's the Holy Spirit. These are not times to be trying to do what we think is right. These are times to be hooked so closely to God that we move when he moves. That we speak when he speaks. That we remain silent when he says to remain silent. When we go forth and we read the Bible, when he goads us to do it, when we go to church, when we feel drawn by his Holy Spirit, when we pray without ceasing because the Holy Spirit is bubbling up within us, these are the things that are going to help us in these latter days. God said, he who the Son set free is free indeed. And I say that's freedom from everything of man. We are called to a supernatural life. We are called to hear a supernatural voice. We are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We are called to come out of the prison. Since you are listening to this podcast, what God has called you to is not standard. And the definition of standard is a generally accepted model. What God has called you to is something that is not standard. And to try to fit your life and your understanding into a box that has been set up ahead of you is going to just keep you bound and keep you from experiencing everything that God wants you to experience. And it will prevent you from being safe when you need to be safe because there's bad things going on around you. Living a calling that is not a generally accepted model is difficult. But it's only difficult if we try to do it in our own strength and if we care more about what people think than we care about what God thinks. That's right. Our calling is to obey God and to love him more than we love man. God says we can't please God and man. We can't love the world and also love God. We can't be pleasing to God and pleasing to man at the same time. Yeah, there will be people that you interact with that are of the same spirit and who understand the things of God and who will love you and you will love them. But when you step out in what God is doing in this day and age, you're going to be at odds with 
the world, and you're also going to be at odds with a lot of the church. And if you really want to be where God is, you have to be willing to go where God is. You have to be willing to sacrifice what he may ask you to sacrifice. You have to be willing to be firm in what God is saying to you and to be obedient to him and acknowledge him. Acknowledging him means that you listen to what he says and you do what he tells you to do and you accept his understanding, not your own, and you trust him. That's where the peace and the joy is. It's in trusting him and walking in the path that he set you in. You're called to something that is not standard. And it's a flow that's beautiful, and it's a flow that is free, and it's a flow that's very satisfying. But it's not a flow that everybody around you is going to accept. You just have to ask yourself what is more important, to be all and to do all for God, or to have the kudos of the people around you. Kudos. What a word. <laughs> Sounds like cooties. <laughs> kind of the same thing. <laughs> you know, there's people listening to this all around the world. And they're not people that are the big people. They're not people. Well, actually, there is one person that's a big person, but you know who you are. But the thing is that God is focused on the humble and contrite of heart. The people that are no thing in their own eyes. And to you, he is revealing the mysteries of his spirit. Mm. Why? Because you want to know him. The disciples, only the 12 got to know the mysteries of the kingdom before Jesus was martyred. And he explained the things. And still, a lot of times, they didn't get it. But after certain things happened, then they realized, oh, this is what he meant. And I think it's a lot like that with many people that hear what we're saying. You don't understand what we're saying in its totality. We don't even, mm -mm. oftentimes I just speak by the Spirit mm -hmm. and I, I don't even know why. I mean, you may be in Congo, you may be in Zaire, you may be in Crete, you can be in Tokyo, you can be in Singapore, you can be over in Brazil, some little town up there in the Amazon forest. And you're listening to this and you're wondering, who, me? The answer is yes, you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God is already God. He can't get any greater. You know, you're not going to add anything to him. But what he does want is a relationship with you, and then he wants to live his life through you. Yeah. He wants you to become a manifestation of his son, Jesus Christ, to those around you. And the great thing about tabernacles is that it works anywhere in the world. That's right. And the harder the place is, the better it works. Because when you're really oppressed by natural circumstance, you need supernatural direction. And that's what God is. Mm -hmm. He is a person that walks with you. You can be walking through a landmine. And you know, that. well, I'm probably going to die. And then all of a sudden you decide, I better listen to God. Yeah. And he says, put your foot there. And you do. And you go to put your next foot. And he said, don't. Put it over here. You need... God at that time. There was a pastor who felt led to go to India, and he was being really spirit-led, and he was going with his family in this van, and he was going to this place that he was supposed to minister to, that he felt God was leading to minister. So they're going down this almost a road to this little <laughs> bridge that was going to a village. And he got there, 
And they asked him, how did you get here? He said, oh, I came down this way. And they looked at him and they said, no, you didn't. So yeah, we did. We just drove there. No, that's a minefield. Oh, wow. That's mined. There's no way you got through that without blowing up. Yet he did. Now, I don't recommend that. You know, <laughs> something you don't willingly do. No, but you don't, yeah. If you're unfortunate enough to be in a bad situation, God will make you live. And it's a minefield now in the world. And it's going to get worse. And we need specific instruction on a moment-by-moment yeah. moment yeah. basis from God himself. We're not going to have time to check with our pastor. We're not mm -hmm. going to have time to do a Bible study so we have two or three witnesses in Scripture. It's going to be now or never. And at that time, if you know what the voice of God sounds like, you'll be in good standing. Mm -hmm. That's right. Things will work out. God led me to a specific door of a specific house in a specific town. And I was supposed to knock on this door. And I was supposed to say a message to this man. So I knock on the door and I said, uh, I have a message from God. <laughs> I said it about like that, half apologizing, and I said it. And the guy looked at me and says, well, admit you're Balaam's ass and I'll listen. And I thought to myself, what? What did you just say? Oh, my God. She said, admit that you're Balaam's ass and I'll hear your message. So I thought for a moment, and then I said, I'm Balaam's ass. I said, okay, now I'll hear what you got to say. Jesus is coming. That was the only thing I was supposed to say to that guy. And then I turned around and walked off. I don't care about being Balaam's ass. That's right. <laughs> None of us should, yeah. I don't care what I look like. I care about the message that God has for you. You may think that I'm off my rocker. But if there is anything that speaks to your heart, if there's anything that speaks to your spirit, take that and leave the rest. It's all about God speaking to you. And that is my heart. And that, frankly, is my reward for mm -hmm. doing this. Because when I stand before my beloved Savior and I can say, I really did a poor job of it, but I did say <laughs> what you wanted me to say, you'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And I'll be speechless because Jesus is so great and I'll yeah. just not even know what to say, you know. <laughs> but I really want him to say that to me. Mm -hmm. And I really want him to say that to you too. Yes, exactly. And the truth is our lives are minefields. And it's going to get increasingly so as we get closer and closer to the end times. I mean, we're in the end times, but it's going to just continue on the path until God accomplishes what needs to be accomplished and takes us home. And... Our minefield does not look like our neighbor's minefield. We might have a mine that is <laughs> two feet to our left, and they don't have one there. So right. if we call our neighbor and say, which way? They say, well, step two feet to the left, which might be a mine in our field and not in theirs. Yeah, That's why we have to have the leading of the Spirit and the voice of God. That's why we have to acknowledge Him. He will direct your steps. He wants to direct your steps. Exactly. But that happens when you trust Him. And you don't lean on your own understanding, and you acknowledge him in everything. You say, God, you are my God. I am your servant. I will lean in you, and you decide for me. You tell me what you want me to do, and I will do it. To the best of my ability, I will make every attempt to do what you want me to do. That's how you avoid the minds, and that's how he guides your steps. Amen. 
There you have it. Another hour of God's <laughs> Love Club. We do appreciate you that you've stayed with us until the very end. Yeah. And because of your faithfulness, because of your courage, you get a gold star to add Ooh. to your ever-growing connection. <laughs> and if you've done 10 or more, you get a platinum star. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> it is. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you in very many ways. Mm-hmm. We are so happy to be connected with the body of Christ and yeah. be speaking with you in the spirit. That's right. Let your spirit rejoice for your redemption does draw us mm-hmm. nigh. That's right. It is a great thing. It is a great thing. And we're so excited that there's people all over the world that are tuning into this podcast. And if it touches you and encourages you and God brings to your heart someone who you believe would be encouraged by this, then we ask you to pay it forward. We ask you to send a link to them and say, hey, I really believe that exactly. God is speaking through this. And just like Michael always says, take what you believe the Spirit of God is speaking to you and leave the rest. It's okay. We're not forcing anything down your throat and asking you to believe anything. We're just asking you to listen to the Holy Spirit and however He may speak through us, accept it from Him. Exactly. And to the person who just wondered whether you're a prophet or not, yes, you are. Confirmed. Cool. Amen. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time on God's Love Club. We love you. Be blessed. You have a marvelous seven days ahead of you. Bye-bye. Bye.